The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to Work the Left Side. Uh, this week it is the Macho Man Appreciation episode. Oh yeah. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, me and Mr. Palmer sit down uh, and just discuss the the madness that was Randy Savage uh, going back from like WrestleMania three to potentially the, the one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. Uh, reuniting with Elizabeth, uh, his feud with Jake the Snake, his feud with Warrior, with Flair. Um, it's just all all good. Um, so it, this was probably my favourite episode to to record, purely because uh, I didn't actually realise how much enthusiasm I had for the for the Macho Man. Um, You'll see when you watch the episode. Uh, I can only apologise in advance. I just talk and talk. And Paul Ryan's probably just sat there like, the fuck is this guy doing? Um, so yeah, um, please uh, bear with me during this episode. Um, enjoy it. Um, if it inspires you to go off and watch some uh, Macho Man promos, awesome. Uh, go and enjoy. Throw yourself into the madness as well. And... Uh, as always, let us know in comments future uh, people you want to see featured in Spotlight episodes. Um, do you like the, the old school kind of ones that we've done, like the Bret Hart's, the Macho Man's, the Brian Pillman's? Or do you want some more up-to-date people? Do you want like a, a Spotlight on Seth Rollins or a Spotlight on Kevin Owens or you know something like that? It's people that are about now. So let us know in the comments and... Uh, enjoy hit subscribe hit that bell hit the notification uh, to get updated on future episodes and yeah just go uh, join the group on facebook work the left side and enjoy so hopefully we'll speak to you soon and have a good day cheers right welcome to work the left side with myself and mr palmer Dynamic duo back again. Uh, this week we are talking Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. Macho last name, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Palmer, I have to do that for Deagles. There you go, Deagles. So you don't have to unsubscribe now. That, that's the ah. Macho Man. So how we doing, dude? You right? I am uh, Hunky Dory. Awesome. Yes. Good words. Um, how have you enjoyed doing your uh, bit of delving into the madness? Ah, the, the Macho Madness has been good. There was one match which uh, I really wanted to watch and I completely forgot. Uh, well, not forgot, I just it wasn't one of my choices for some reason. It was the, um, I can't remember who it's against, but Elizabeth makes a comeback at the end. It's Macho 
is with uh, Scary Sherry. And I think it's... I can't even remember who his opponent is. But at the end, there's like a big emotional reunion. Yeah, she turns on him, don't she? Show yeah. Starts, yeah, and then Elizabeth runs out and... Can't remember what the bloody match is, though. I don't believe it. But is oh, it? I've got Jordan Blank and I should know. I, I kind of feel like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, I should know this, but... I don't know. I want to say vicious, but it's, no, it's not vicious. No, it's not vicious. It, it's a heel face, so he's heel. But then he turns face at the end because uh, Sherry uh, comes back on him. So I, it might even be like Bret Hart that he, he goes against. It could be Bret Hart, I'm not sure. Hmm. Answers in the comments. Because, yeah, that's going to bug me now. As soon as this is finished, I'm going to have to sort of Google that. Because, yeah, that was like literally the whole crowd pops, puts him on a shoulder yes. and blah, blah, blah before the whole. And then you've got the whole wedding and then you've got the whole Jake the Snake. Uh, story or kind of thing. So, um, right, we will crack on. Uh, apologies, I've just slightly distracted. The front door's just gone. My lovely wife has just come home. Uh, I'm just going to tell her that I tease. Yeah. <laughs> right, so back to business. And I will make the start with, I actually have notes this time because it's just me and you. I thought, you know what, I'm not just going to make you watch all the matches. I will watch the matches and I will take notes. So for some reason, I decided to watch War Games 95. Mm. So I was, I've said it before, um, I was never a WCW guy back in the day kind of thing. I've, I've ventured back a little bit over the years since having the network and checked out some stuff kind of thing. But yeah, I was never a WCW guy. So I've never really seen a lot of Savage in WCW. I just remember him obviously from WWF. Uh, so I thought, right, we'll start with War Games because it's War Games. War Games is awesome. How could it be bad? Um, yeah, it was bad. Um, basically, it was the uh, Dungeon of Doom versus Hulk Hogan's team. Uh, the Dungeon of Doom basically consisting of uh, Zodiac, whoever the hell Zodiac was. I want to say it might have been Beefcake. He kind of had Beefcake. Yes, it was. Yeah, it's Beefcake. It's one of Beefcake's. Beefcake. He's got like, he's known for having like 20 odd personas in his wrestling career and that was one of them. Yeah, I recognise like the hair and the, the physique kind of thing. It was just, oh my God. Yes, he had Zodiac, Earthquake, who was going by the name Shark, yeah, I don't uh, understand Kamala, who was called Kamala. They let him keep his name. I want to say he had a haku, but it's Ming. Meng. Dang, that's it, yep. Yeah. Uh, and they were led by Kevin Sullivan, which is just a guy I cannot take seriously. I just see him, and it just infuriates me. Um, so, yeah, that was the Dungeon of Doom against Macho Man, Sting, Luger, and Hogan. Um, and this was old-school war games as well, where it was only submission um to to win they had to submit to win basically so it was it all just started off man it was like obviously sting started because you could pretty much see like you could call it who was gonna go in based on like the cardio so yeah. you knew Sting was gonna start because he's you know he's the marathon man he starts against shock or earthquake um yeah dude it's just it's, it's sting versus earthquake you know it kind of pretty much it, you you know what to expect there is one spot though where earthquake tries to jump from one ring to the other ring <laughs> it just kind of like lands on top of the ropes it's just kind of like made there cross ropes like that and sting just looks at him like huh so he just kind of like, just, like punting him into his stomach ridiculous um and then yeah you had um 
Meng coming afterwards. Then it was Macho Man. And it was like, okay, yeah. So it picked up a bit. Then obviously Macho Man was just uh, going nuts. Uh, the commentators were always kind of like, and I noticed this was because this was the first one that I watched. They mentioned this a lot in Savage matches. But basically, guys got no reverse. It's just basically goes. Uh, the dude never really plays on the defensive. He's just attack, attack, attack kind of thing. Uh, either he's attacking or he's getting his ass kicked. You know what I mean? It's no sort of, he doesn't have uh, a second gear. It's just fifth gear and he's gone. And this is very much like constantly walking around the, the rings, doing something, never really took a breath. And yeah, I was, I've watched it. I, I would, I wouldn't suggest anybody else to watch it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love Savage. Um, Heenan's on commentary. It's worth watching for Macho Man's involvement and and healing on commentary, I would say. Um, But, yeah, it's no real. Um, I'm starting off with the crapper ones, and I'm hopefully going to build up to your time classics and the ones that people fondly remember. So this is not just uh, matches to tell you to go watch. It's matches to avoid. (sighs) So avoid that one. War Games 95. Um, Oh, with the stipulation being as well, if um, Team Hogan won, he then got to have a one-on-one match with Kevin Sullivan inside the cage. It's just like... <laughs> he would want to see that. <laughs> I know. I was just like, that in itself obviously spoiled the result. You knew that Billy Hogan's team was going to win anyway. Um, there was a little bit, there was a cool bit in the middle though where, because apparently there's a bit of tension between them and uh, Luger goes to clothesline somebody, misses and just conks Savage on the back of the head. Savage just pops up and starts smashing Luger. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, Team Hogan have imploded. What are we gonna do? Uh, and then Hogan comes in and sorts it all out. But yeah, um, don't don't bother watching it. To be fair, it's it's one of those ones. If you like war games, I suppose you've got to watch the good and the bad. Um, and this would be the ugly. So because Kevin Sullivan, what we got? <laughs> so I'm over to you, dude. <laughs> Give me a good one. <clears throat> this is a a really good one. It's like one of the first ones that I recorded off Sky. Uh, on VHS, I did have the VHS uh, along with a load of other VHS tapes uh, about ten years ago. Coliseum? Um, uh? No, no, no. Actually recorded in the machine, ah, yes, recording Carvel. Uh, so yeah, um, it's knocking about somewhere, or the ex-wife has ditched it somewhere or somewhere. Um, so it's WrestleMania 8 versus Flair, yes. uh, 1992. Um, the lead up to this is that Flair is Flair and Perfect are going around saying that Miss Elizabeth used to go out with with Ric Flair first. <laughs> and they're showing the photos. The magazine. <laughs> yes. yeah. it's awesome. Early days early 90s photoshops, which actually looked really, really good because you, you can't actually tell that. Uh, it's it's been photoshopped, so it's like there's a uh, a pool right. shot. Yeah. Side yeah. note: I had that magazine. This is one of my. <laughs> I was like, I was getting like flashbacks. I was like, I remember having that wrestling magazine, and I remember the article and like the photos. Yeah, because it's by like a pool where he sat down and she's kind of like laid out next to him, and there's a few other ones. Yes. I was just like, yes, this is actually probably one of my earliest wrestling memories. That I've just <laughs> been reminded about. So, uh, yes, sorry, dude, I just had to mention that I had, I'm, I'm just showing my age, I suppose, but yeah, I was that old. So, uh, yeah, and, and Flair and Perfect are saying, yeah, we've got a huge photo, big, nude photo to show. 
Please and cheese all the way live. Woo! Woo it up. Uh, Heenan's on commentary and he says, Yes, yes. We, where's, 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 where's Liz? All this kind of stuff. And we're we're going to get to see Liz in all her glory when when Savage loses. Ah, this, that, and the other. <laughs> so, because of this, as you said earlier, um, there's no reverse in Savage. And I think in all the matches that I've got, there's no reverse because he just starts off straight away. He's just, uh, Flair, I think they, Flair makes his way to the ring first of all, then Savage and Savage just on Flair straight away, just all over him. Um, there's, there's a lot of suplexes from Flair in this match as well. A lot of throws, a lot of gut-wrenching suplexes, a lot of delayed suplexes. Um, there's a lot of atomic drops, inverted atomic drops. Flair's really, really athletic in this match. How is the enough. inverted atomic drop not a disqualification? I noticed this when I was watching some matches. It's basically <sighs> the same impact as a low blow. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It, is. yeah, it should be. <laughs> Uh, and Flair actually um, visibly blades as well. Cause, uh, Flair gets out of the ring. Savage goes up the top rope. Hits a double axe handle. Flair tumbles to the uh, guardrail, and you see him on the floor just raking his head. Then he gets up, and he's just like a crimson mat. And he's like, "Yeah, we saw you blading. You could get fined for that." <laughs> um, there's. Loads of top rope manoeuvres from um, from from Savage. Lots of double axe handles. Um, uh, at one point, uh, Flair's whipped into the corner. Does the flare flop over the corner, out the ring, walks up in the ring, goes up to the top rope. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? He's actually going to hit this top rope move. Goes uh, to try and hit a top rope move, but he's caught with a punch in the gut. Uh, from Savage, and Savage just completely lets loose on him again. It's, it's like his tank never really lets up. He's just full of rage. He's full of piss and vinegar because somebody's besmirched, uh, besmirched Liz. Um, There's going to be like a common thread through some of the matches that I've got as well. Um, then Liz comes to the ring. Uh, and there's like officials holding their back, saying, No, 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 don't no, go back, go back, go back. <clears throat> and one of the officials is a young Shane McMahon. So, yeah, Flair, perfect, tries to make, uh, get, tries to interfere, throws Flair some brass knocks, uh, hits Savage in the, in the face with brass knocks. Uh, knocks him out for a short while, only gets a two count. Um, then there's a small package for two for Savage. Um, Flair just continues to work on Savage's legs as well. Puts him in the figure four. The figure four is reversed. Um, there's a roll up, which gets the three, but the um, Savage has got the got the trunks. <laughs> And Heenan's going crazy on on commentary. He's got a handful of drug, McMahon. The match doesn't end. Well, the match ends there because Savage wins, wins the title. Um, But then 
Liz, Flair and Liz are getting into a shouting match. Uh, he kisses Liz. And then uh, uh, Savage just goes straight off. Oh, she slaps uh, Flair. Then Savage goes after Flair. They're all fighting. Uh, Mr. Perfect uh, starts beating on Savage on the floor. Meanwhile, Shane McMahon's holding flag, trying to like shield Savage. And there's other uh, Earl Hebner's twin brother Dave's there and other officials. So it just breaks down into a big melee. And then uh, Savage and Flair just... Uh, Savage and Flair, uh, Flair and Perfect, fuck off in the end. So that's that's in that match. <laughs> yeah, I watched that one as well because I was just like. But then you, you get an awesome promo afterwards where you got Perfect and Flair in the locker yeah. room, storming in. It's like that sort of where Flair's still got blood, yes. but his hair's like spiked up, and he's just going nuts like that. You know the camera kind of thing. It's just like that. It's just awesome. But yeah, that is that's just an awesome match. Um, it was another great Savage WrestleMania match kind of thing. It's not quite the Steamboat one, but for storyline and stuff, that was just yeah. it was for emotion and stuff. It's just and it looked genuine as well. Like when Flair kissed uh, Elizabeth, just the, the anger in Savage's face when he went across that ring and he just took him down. Apparently, yeah. it's like you know, especially knowing what we know about you know how. Jealous, you know, obsessive, protective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So part of it's like, oh crap! Was like, you know, was that a bit of a work? Did you know Flair pushed the pushed the line a little bit too much, and did did Randy uh, legitimately lose the rag? Because uh, it looked that's how good it was. It looked, you know, it made me question like that could have been like, you know, uh, really pissed off Savage going at Flair uh, legitimately. Um, but that was around the time as well. Because I noticed there's, there's um, a few matches that I watched around that time where the ring was like raised yes, uh, yeah. from the audience. So the audience was sat there and they were having to kind of like look up, you know, to bring in the people in there. You saw them when they was walking around kind of thing. There's like their feet came to about the, that height of the people sat in the front row. I was kind of like, that was really cool. I really liked that kind of, because it was the same at Rembley, I think in 92 as well. So it was around that 92, yeah. 93 time period where they kind of did that. And it just looks really cool because it kind of, yeah, it elevated everything and it just made it look a lot better. So uh, that's what my uh, my take on that was. Um, but yeah, man, that that whole match thing was just uh, like say double axe handles off the top rope to the outside. Um, I always kind of liked Flair and Perfect together as well. I always kind of thought they were just um, if yeah, Perfect wasn't wasn't in the ring. I think it worked really well. It's kind of like a right hand man to, to Flair. Yeah. Uh, it was just yeah, man, that was an awesome match. I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend anyone to watch that match would not be disappointed um i am however gonna i said i'll start from bad and hopefully gradually getting better um i went for wrestlemania 6 which is obviously really only known as a one match mania uh and this match might be a reason why it's only considered as a one match mania because this was savage and sherry versus dusty and sapphire in a mixed <sighs> gender tag team match <laughs> Uh, I think it's the first ever mixed uh, tag, gender tag match as well in WWE, WWF. Um, yeah, it's obviously uh, Dusty Rhodes, man, doing the American Dream gimmick, um, which I, I don't remember all that much of. I just kind of heard stories over the years that Dustin's taken the mick. Yeah, obviously, Dusty Rhodes was this hard, you know, this badass. NWA champion, you know, he's like fucking around the territory. 
eventually came to work for Vince, and Vince was just like, I'm just going to take the piss out of you, basically. Um, and it was awful. Plonked him with Sapphire, um, who just looked out of place. Um, and obviously, you had Matchman and Sherry as well. So, two top, top athletes. Dusty Rhodes as well. Um, and you had Sherry, who's obviously a pure, lovely person, but didn't belong, you know, in that match. Um, she didn't look like she, she could work very well at all. And Sherry like, really struggled, you know, to get anything out of her. Um, so it was just wasn't, again, it was just not a bad match, but at its moments, obviously, Dusty's awesome. You've got the bionic elbow, you've got a little bit of a dance. Uh, Savage was healing it up uh, at this point. It was the Macho King. Um, but again, it was just, I can't even go into great detail about it because I just kind of like I watched it and I thought oh shit I should have watched that but yeah I did um, so it's another one to avoid WrestleMania 6 so I'm actually we'll give you another one let me just give you a good one let's see what we've got and I've lost my notes uh, we have got me da 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 ha ha um, <laughs> this is one right we mentioned earlier obviously anything to do with Elizabeth and the matchman always got the emotions going the fans uh, chewed it up, man. The fans loved uh, Savage and Elizabeth. Um, we have a match from Tuesday in Texas against Jake the Snake. Ugh, yes. Um, is it? Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, well, we can do this one. You can tell me because I'm going to miss some stuff out. Uh, but it's just basically, yeah, obviously, it comes after the whole um, the wedding, the, the snake bite. Yeah. Um, there's a rule where Jake's not allowed to bring the snake to the ring, so there's no Damon or who's doing the Cobra at the time, obviously, wanting which yeah. is a bit savage. So you see Jake the Snake uh, walk into the ring. He looked in good shape as well. He looked like he'd been actually, um, he actually had some muscle mass on him, kind yes. of thing. His chest and his shoulders looked yeah, quite yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, he's walking to the ring, and then just out of nowhere, Savage just jumps in from behind and just starts again. No reverse, yeah, no reverse. Oh, Absolutely no reverse at him. Um, and the match itself is 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 good. It's what you expect it to be. It's a solid match between Savage and Jake. Um, but it's it's the ending that it, this this match was all about the ending, about the emotion. The crowd were going nuts because um, like Jake obviously pulls out this bag from under the ring, and you're like, oh shit, he's got the Cobra. You know, like the commentators like saying, oh, well, he didn't, you know, he didn't bring it to the ring. He didn't put it in the corner. It was under the ring. He hasn't, he hasn't really broken the rules. Um, and then he puts the leather glove on so he can handle the Cobra. And he's just threatening to, by this point, though, um, Macho's had three DDTs. Yeah. So he's, three he's selling them. He's, yeah, he's selling them. I think he sold one and he picked him up, did another one. And he was sparkled. I think he just kind of picked him up and did one more. And that yeah. was it. Elizabeth comes running out. Uh, again, to you know, to, to to save him, she's laying over the top of him, uh, and Jake's just getting right in her face, and it's just psychological warfare, man. It's just mm -hmm. like he's just going at it, and the crowd are on the edge of their seat. And as soon as he puts that glove on, he's like, "Beg me not to do it. Beg me, you know, protect your man, save your man," kind of thing. And yeah, the crowd just—I was literally just like, they're like. It's got me sucked into it as well, kind of thing. And obviously, I wasn't even at the time. You was watching this like on on the storyline progress. I can't even imagine sort of. And just Jake sold it, Macho Man sold it, and Elizabeth sold it all really well. 
um, just totally got me invested in it. So, but as you say, man, you've got it as well. So, what was your your take on it? Ah, <clears throat> oh, it was an excellent match, mate. Um, it, as I say, it, as you said, it led on from the snake bite uh, angle from this episode of Superstars. Um, watching that bandaged, episode, yeah, yeah, he had his arm bandaged. Jake goes for the bandage as well, rips at it, and you see the blood seep through the bandage. And this is like. Ugh. It's it's yeah it's probably fake blood but because it's it it's good. it's still good it looked really good so that was really effective um, um the three DDTs were pretty damn memorable as well the commentary on it as well uh, Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon um, I think it was Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon I was just like another DDT oh another one oh another one it was just immense so yeah. Um, which that led that match that you got there leads me to my next match, which uh-huh. is the follow up match. I think it's the, the third, possibly the end trilogy, um, which is from Saturday night's main event in a year later in 1992. Um, so long term storytelling, long term storytelling, <laughs> it's a bit of a short match, but again, it's it, he's still Savage is still pissed off. Or obviously, he's pissed off because uh, Jake Roberts is still tormenting him and Liz. Is he wants to protect Liz? He wants he wants Jake out of their lives, stop terrorizing their lives and stuff. Um, but Jake just will not leave him alone. So Jake comes out, uh, comes to the ring in this match, and Savage immediately goes after him again, again, again. It's just no reverse. He just straight on him. Straight on, pulling at his face, ah, raking at his nose. Jake's just like, ah, trying to get away, away from him, trying to run around the, uh, run around the ring. Jake gets his arm, pulls him into the ring post, breaks his nose. Jake's nose is just like, ah, all, all messed up. Uh, Savage is just still raking at his nose, pulling at his face. Um, Savage gets thrown out of the ring. Um, Actually, yeah, yeah, Savage gets thrown out of the ring. Jake gets thrown out of the ring. There's a DDT on the outside. Um, then there's a DDT on the inside. But Jake doesn't go for the pin. Jake just slithers into the corner. Well, actually, he hits the DDT. Uh, Jake's just like, yeah, yeah, climbs the middle rope and he's taunting the crowd. Ah, it's all about me. Uh, then slithers into the, the ring, uh, slithers into the corner of the ring. Sits in the corner, does it like the like how Raven sits in the corner? Yeah. Um, uh, he's just calculating and, he, and he's, he's he's just picking his spot, he's just sizing up Randy for another DDT. And um, commentary are just like, Oh, he's so devious, he's so cunning, he's like, they're really putting over how evil um, Jake Roberts is. Uh, so the whole of this match is it's just like it's. It's like a lot of perfection between um, the, the two wrestlers and commentary as well. Um, sidebar, going back to the um, WrestleMania 8 match, yeah. there's only two. Of all the, the commentary and the wrestlers and the ref, only Ric Flair and Earl Hebner are still alive. But it's oh, awesome. Um. Going back to this match, um, 
So Jake Jake decides to pick up uh, Savage for a DDT. He gets dumped out the ring. Uh, Savage goes to the top rope, hits a top rope double axe handle, flings uh, Savage, uh, flings uh, Jake back in the ring, hits the flying elbow. One, two, three, gets the win. Um, and then he tries to fucking destroy um, Jake with more elbows and then goes for the ring bell, tries to hit a flying elbow with the ring bell. The officials take that away from him. And then Jake just slivers out the ring, just runs away on his nose. He's just like, ah, all messed up. But then um, he's backstage. Um, yeah, I think this is one that he's, he's backstage behind the curtain saying, uh, this isn't over. This isn't over yet. Uh, <laughs> so, right. Mr. Sinister style. Um, yeah, man, that's just... Uh, like you said, the, the comment, that's what I found with a lot of these matches where... It's the commentators as well. Um, not to besmirch the guys that obviously do it now kind of thing, but you know, when you go back and watch these old sort of pay-per-views or these old shows and stuff, it just spotlights it for me. Uh, no pun intended. That um how good the commentary was then kind of thing, and like how it's changed now. I just don't think it's anywhere near as good now as it was then, kind of thing, for like storytelling, you know, for getting yeah. things over. Um, it just, yeah, it seems to be like a lost art. Um, it's, yeah, it's sad, man, because it just makes it so much more better. Because it might be as well why we re- remember, the, you know, these guys so fondly. It's not just how great they were in the ring or the promos, it's the commentators getting the matches over. Uh, it's like with JR in the Attitude Era. That's why the Attitude Era matches probably seemed a hell of a lot better than some of them actually were because of JR on commentary back in the day. Yeah. It's just, yeah, man, it's a weird one. Um, well, to see, to sidebar your sidebar about Ernie Earl and uh, Rick being alive from that match, I'm going to go with SummerSlam 92, with was Savage versus Warrior. Um, and I think it's Ernie Earl left alive from that match. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, again, man, it was, um, this is all credit to Savage. Uh, besides Rick Rude, I think the only other person who has got a good match out of Warrior. This was a good match to watch. It was just... Uh, but again, it might have been because of the gargoyle going on around the outside around the outside from half... You know, was, um, basically, obviously, Savage comes into his champ. Warrior wants the title. They've been building up to it for months. Um, and Perfect's been like weaseling, um, sort of saying that, you know, somebody's paid him to be in their corner. So there's like like a oh you know whose corner is perfect going to be in so warrior comes out well, pegs it out does his normal coked up 100 meter dash um and he was like oh, perfect's not with him he must be with savage and it's like oh what so it's, you know they're kind of like playing on that straight away and then savage comes out music plays he comes out and he was like oh well perfect well he told me he was going to be with somebody Oh, maybe he's just going to come out later. Like, oh, you snide little kid. So you still, they still like kind of played it out like one of these guys is a bad guy, but we don't know who it's going to be. Um, and yeah, again, Savage is going full force as much as he can do against Warrior. Um, he obviously ends up taking, selling a lot for Warrior kind of thing. Warrior's just looking really strong in this match. Um, the crowd's very much 50 50, um, probably leaning more towards Warrior. Uh, Savage is yeah. healing it up a little bit. Um, yeah, it's going on. And about halfway through the match, Flair and Perfect just kind of come 
strutting out to the ring um, and standing like in the middle. And he's like, oh, they haven't gone to anyone's corner. Whose side are they on? Uh, and this then just goes straight into the match. So you've got all the good stuff that's going on in the ring. Uh, Savage hits the rope. Perfect grabs his leg. Um, and then he's like, Warrior sport sold out. Warrior sold his soul. Yeah. Or Gorilla was. Gorilla's basically like, no. Um, and then I think it was a few moves later, uh, the crack uh, Warrior with a perfect uh, flare hits Warrior with a chair. I think like on on the ropes, and like no, it was Savage. It was a decoy. It's like for God's sake, like who's who's the bad guy? You know who can we who went to boo? They're both at the time. They're both awesome kind of thing. I was a kid when I first watched this match, and I was against my better judgment uh, at the time. I was a, I was you know I was a warrior fan back then. It's obviously <laughs> because I've got older, I've started to appreciate stuff. Uh, I obviously I'm a massive Savage fan now. Not and I despise Warrior. Uh, I just don't like obviously. It's a bit like the Jericho thing. I like the character when he was in the ring when I was a kid, entertaining as hell. He's just awesome. But as you grow up and you start to find out more about the person, that, that dude's a douche. Absolutely, just an absolute cock weasel. Um, but then this was just, and yeah, man, it was just awesome. Again, flair and perfect. It just seemed to be just the whole flair and savage things always interwined, whether, you know, savage was fighting flair or flair was always around somewhere. You know, just kind of like prodding him. I'd just been, uh, this was SummerSlam 92, so it would have been after Mania. That yeah. Mania 8 was 92, wasn't it? So this yes. was the aftermath of that. Because, uh, yeah, Savage won the belt from Flair. So this is yeah. why he's champion. Yeah. Uh, so obviously Flair still kind of pissing him off and he wants his belt back and such and such. Um, and it ends in a really weird way for like, obviously, a, a massive pay per view because uh, it just basically Flair and Perfect just end up getting involved. Um, they flare brass nooks warrior sparks him out. I think I, I think that's how he sparks him out. I know he sparks him out somehow. Knowing flares with brass nooks. Yeah. Um, Savage then kind of looks up, gets thrown, and is like commentator's like, "Well, Savage knows he didn't knock him out, so he knows Flair must have done it." Oh no! And he's kind of like, "Oh crap! Will, will, will Savage kind of take advantage of this? You know, will he be a good guy? You know, what's he going to do?" Uh, so he climbs up to the top turnbuckle. Flair's like still on the outside there. Warrior's there. And he kind of stood and he's like, "Look at it, Warrior." And then he just kind of like diverts and starts just kind of walks on the top rope a little bit just to get closer to Flair and then goes to like uh, double axe handle him. And Flair's got a chair, whack, um, just conks him on the leg on the way down. TQ, boom, boom, boom. And we just got like a five minute beat down. Uh, with, oh, it's, it's a count out. I thought it was a DQ. No, it gets counted out. Um, Savage is on the deck <coughs> selling his knee because yeah. um, he gets hit in the knee. Uh, yeah. Figure four should have been he should have been DQ because I don't know how oh. the ref didn't see it. He <laughs> probably it was a DQ, yeah. Nah, because um, oh, he gets okay. he goes for Flair with the double axe handle. Flair swats him out of the air with a chair. Um, so Savage is on the deck, selling his knee, and then Earl Heaven is just counting and counting and counting. So he gets in the figure four as well, doesn't he? Flair locks on the afterwards. Yeah. Oh, effects, like, yeah. oh, okay, that's after yeah. the takeout. Right, so okay. it, it's a count out. Uh, and then Flair's immediately just on Savage. Uh, perfect, immediately on Savage, stomping on his knee, and then they hit the figure four. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know how it wasn't a DD, um, how it wasn't a DQ. That's what we were just because it was. 
Then you've got nah. the sight of Warrior running down the aisle with the chair above his head. <laughs> yeah. like, ah, <laughs> he throws it as well. Fucking hell. I don't know. It's just sight that I was just going to see that. It just looked, for some reason, it just absolutely tickled the crap out of me. I was just like, <laughs> stupid big smile on my face. It's like, Warrior running down. Like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it does look really stupid. Probably <laughs> 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 Uh, and then obviously he turns around, comes back to the ring. Uh, the ring announcer announces Warrior is the uh, is the winner, but still your champion, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Uh, Warrior kind of passes in the bell, blah blah blah. Um, they have my friends, my enemies, enemies, my friend kind of thing. So yeah, there's a, a mutual respect kind yes. of thing. But it's um, it's another one of those matches, man, where the ring was raised up. Yeah. Um, and again, it just looks good. Um, if nobody's seen this or if nobody has any idea what I'm talking about, uh, go back and watch these matches. Um, yeah, you'll just see it, man. I just think it looks awesome. Um, it's kind of like I totally forgot about it, and now that I've seen it, I'm like, oh, I think I should do that again. I don't know if it's crowd sweetening or not, like years later, but the, the crowd seem confused because they're booing a lot at certain points and then cheering a lot at certain points. So I, I don't remember. Don't well, maybe it did happen. Maybe they were just confused at the dynamic. Yeah. As you say, there was there was two faces, and then there was heels at the um, at ringside. Who's who's whose side are they on? That kind of. Stuff. I think it's kind of depends. Like, yeah, whoever perfect swiped for at any given point, there was like, oh crap, we got to be with the other guy. Yeah. And then else, like, no, we got to be with the other guy. And you like, you'd forget that it switched, and you're still doing the other guy. It's like, ah crap, who are we doing now? And it's kind of like, yeah, it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, man. You know, it's like switcheroo, then a double switcheroo. Then it's like, I've forgotten what I'm meant to be booing now. <laughs> um, the the crowd don't stop, though. It's the, it's the yeah. proper Wembley football crowd. They're just yeah. loud, non-stop. But the air horns going as well, aren't you? Just yeah. hear that quite a lot. The match. It's like, oh, whoa. Um, but yeah, that's just another good, savage uh, Savage Mike Man. Like I say, he's, besides Rude, he's the only guy I can think of that's carried Warrior, you know, to, to a good match, and that's that speaks volumes as far as I'm concerned. So, was that one of yours as well? Or have I just that certainly it? was one of mine. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> have you got any other ones? I've got well, the obvious one, the Ricky Steamboat one. Ah, nice. I ain't uh, done that one, so you're fine. Uh, I'm sure we've spoken about this before, haven't we? Yeah. Did. On the WrestleMania episode, we kind of touched upon it because we kind of like saying it wouldn't look out of place. You know, you can put that match on an episode of Dynamite now or NXT kind of thing. Absolutely, because they are doing a style that was out of place at that time um, and it wouldn't be out of place now. That would be like a proper cruiserweight match. Um, it's really fast-paced. These guys look old, but they're not old. Um, if you're looking at it through like young eyes, then they seem old, but they're not. Um, Ricky Steamboat's just in arm drags after arm drags. He's through uh, Savage's legs. Um, there's drop kicks from, I'm sure there's like a, a drop kick from the top rope, some um, double axe handles. There's uh, Savage hitter. Elbow drop on, uh, well, hits an elbow on uh, uh, Ricky Steamboat's throat, which is uh, some sort of callback to uh, Ricky Steamboat having an injured larynx. Yeah. Um, so um, he's got Jim the uh, George the Animal Steel out there 
with him. Miss Elizabeth's out there as well, and uh, Savage is having none of none of it with with Elizabeth. He's he's got her in his corner. Uh, he's making sure George Animal still is nowhere near her. Um, as I say, in ring, the match is just really, really, really fast. Is a sequence where there's a the kind of rolling each other up. It's that it's not the typical roll up one two roll up one two. It's a different one two sequence of of uh, of roll up moves, and it's just like what uh, you, that I'm sure I've never seen in a match during that era before. Um, you got the sunset flip. Um, there's, there's a yeah sunset flip. There's a roll up. There's a cradle. There's another sort of flip over. They all get twos. It's just like a sequence of pinfall uh, covers that only gets two, and it's just like it's slick. It's a, it's a good like maybe ninety seconds of it happening. Um, then there's yeah, it, it's it's. Savage being beaten by with a, a wrestling move, basically. Savage tries to uh, slam Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat counters it, rolls him up, slightly shifts his weight and gets the three. It's just, it's a slick, technical, high-flying match, which shouldn't be happening uh, at that particular point in time. But there's a... Eight, yes, WrestleMania three was eighty seven. Yeah. Um, is like it, it's a it's a five star match. Like it's there's no way it couldn't be a five star match, even with the ref bump that that that, that happens in it as well. It's like oh, I have another king of ref ref bumps. I mean, it's it was. Um, I in some people's eyes, it still is. Uh, it's definitely in the, in the shout for top WrestleMania matches ever. Um, I know there's, there's been obviously a few since that have kind of come up for contention. Obviously, Michael's Taker. Um, I think it's the one that kind of people. It's one or the other kind of thing. I think it's you know the Taker versus Michael's. I want to say the second one. I would I say the second one as well. Yeah. Um, or yeah, Savage um, Steamboat. They, they seem to be the two. Um, you know, go-to matches when somebody says best WrestleMania match kind of thing. Um, as you say, man. Yeah. Um, it just wouldn't look. It was just this, this smoothness of it is. I mean, Steamboat's one of those guys that doesn't get enough love. Um, obviously, we're doing this on Savage. We we know our great Savages. We you know uh, we appreciate Savage. Uh, but yeah, Steamboat's one of those kind of guys where I don't think he kind of he wasn't a, a yes man to Vince kind of thing. I kind of got from stories that I've heard or things that I've read. You know, he just pretty much he did what he wanted to do, uh, and that's why he kind of came and went from the from the yeah. federation. Um, you know, and yeah, I think one time he's one of those guys where Steamboat should get a lot more love. Um, it was that good of a baby face, he never went heel. He's the only person I can think of that's never worked as a heel for that very reason, uh, because he was just that over. Um, so yeah, WrestleMania 3, Steamboat, Savage, um, kind of ties me into I'm going to take a break from the matches. Um, I've mentioned this to you before, and I kind of went down the rabbit hole of Macho Man promos on YouTube. Uh, and there's a load around this time where cause he was talking about this match, and he's talking about Tito Santana. Um, and 
I have no idea how um, Mean Gene kind of kept a straight face, you know, when he's doing the promos. If you've ever seen any of these, uh, it's like one where he comes out with like a, a sweeping brush and like a garbage can, a uh, garbage or a bin. It's garbage. Uh, he comes out with a bin and a sweeping brush, and Mean Gene's just like, and he just throws the brush down, and he just goes off on a rant for like five minutes about how you know he's awesome and in comparison everybody else is garbage, and he's just there to sweep up kind of thing, <laughs> and it's just like. Mijin's just kind of stuck there looking at him like, huh? And then there's obviously got the cream of the crop, you know, rising to the top, the, the ultimate sort of savage promo. Uh, he comes in with like a little glass of, you know, a cup of coffee kind of thing. And then there's the other one where he talks about cream. And he must have a load of stashed in his wrist. <laughs> Every time he just pulls one out and then just pulls another one out and he puts one in. Cream uh, <laughs> yeah. his pocket. And then like, but it's just Oakland's face like, all the time like, <laughs> Then he had all these creams coffee, and then, like he's talking five minutes, like for a second. Then he just pulls it back out of his pocket and then stuffs it back in his wrist again. And it's just like, yeah, these these promos were just unreal. Um, just the intensity, um, the I want to say the you, you believed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You believed the dude was just, which is partly what kind of got him signed when a card like looking. Uh, this is where he got his rep from because he worked in Memphis. Uh, I think it was before signing with for Vince. Uh, he had a black, a big feud with Jerry Lawler, and his last match it was a uh, loser leaves town before he turned up in WWF. Um, and yeah, this was the whole persona of him, you know, the, the madness. You know, people believed that it was that's how he was, kind of thing. Um, and I just think, yeah, he's just one of those most authentic, genuine characters. Where you just like they all sort of say like the best wrestlers are your own personality turned up to eleven. Yeah, this was this was savage kind of thing. You no, know, this was just him uh, turned up to eleven. And uh, every promo he did there was just it's just, you, know, you kind of go. You, I can only tell people to go back just YouTube them, just YouTube savage promos and enjoy. Uh, I don't know if you've watched any of them, you know, before this. Or recently, kind of thing, or if you just looked at the matches, I just looked at the matches. Yeah, oh, dude, I just literally I spent about an hour <coughs> going through. And then I had to stop because I just found myself talking. I just, <laughs> and I was just like, ah, right, no, right, yeah. too much. Too, I was talking, to, I was saying, like, yeah, at the end of every word, like, oh, yeah, Ooh, right. yeah, no, that's me. I'm done. Too many savage promos, right? Let's crack back on with the matches. Um, but this is again. A, WCW one this time, but a good WCW one. Uh, this was, I think, Savage is credited as being one of the guys that made DDP. DDP's feud with Savage kind of really helped elevate DDP. You know, uh, got him over with the fans. The fans got behind him tenfold, kind of thing. And that's when he became the People's Champ. I think he was the People's Champ before the Rock was the People's Champ. Yes, he was. Yeah, um, this was a force count anywhere. Uh, match at Halloween Havoc. I want to say it was 98. Um, and DDP comes out, his ribs are all bandaged up. Obviously, they attacked him on Nitro prior to this or something, but he's carrying like some rib damage. Um, and they, again, they just go at it. It's just your typical uh, savage match. He's just going 100 miles an hour at DDP. Um, DDP is fighting back. The crowd is so into it. Um, it goes out of the ring and it goes back into the ring. Uh, but it goes, it spends more time in the ring than what you expect. But the commentators address this and they're kind of like, oh, you know, it's probably DDP's doing because of his damaged ribs. 
he kind of feels safer in the ring than he does out of it. So they, they play it really smart. It's kind of like, okay, this is good. Again, good commentary adding mm-hmm. to the storyline, adding to the match. Um, you got Dusty Rhodes on commentary with Bobby Heenan. I want to say Tanae. I don't, I'm not 100% certain on who the third person was. It probably was Tanae at the time. Um, but yeah, Dusty Rhodes and Heenan on commentary. I was like, this is awesome. I mean, Dusty's just got one of those voices anyway that's just smooth. I was like, yeah, I can, I can listen to Dusty talk. Uh, and at one point, they go out, they start, they're fighting through the crowd. Um, and with it being WCW, Halloween Havoc is like a whole set you know, by the entranceway. Um, you've got all these tombstones. And they start fighting in the tombstones. Um, and Savage gets power driven into one of the tombstones. And uh, Dusty just pipes up. Now, that's what you call a tombstone power driver. And he finds it hilarious. <laughs> Dusty just cracks himself up. He's just laughing there for like a good couple of minutes. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, bless you. Um, but yeah, it's just, and then it goes back to the ring. Um, obviously, bigging up the, you know, the diamond cutter. You know, it's, it's the most impactful move in the business today. The diamond cutter's blah, blah, blah. DDP's got to be looking for it. Um, and he goes for it, but Savage hooks the top rope. Um, DDP just flat on his back. And it's just, yeah, man, it's just a good, I won't tell you how it ends because actually I don't think a lot of people will have seen this match. So I'm actually just going to say, go watch it. Um, there were the bullet points of the match. There's a hell of a lot of good stuff in there to enjoy. Uh, but yeah, um, if you're anything like me and didn't watch much WCW, it's cool to see Savage in WCW. Because for me, his career ended after the WWF. So this is all kind of new stuff for me, watching the WCW stuff. And it's not all good, but this is definitely one of the highlights, I would say. Um, I did watch a a Kevin Nash Nash match after this, which I won't go into. I'll just say that I watched it. Um, But yeah, this one, WCW, Halloween Havoc versus DDP. Go give it a watch. Will do, will do. I had an argument once with someone. Uh, they asked, "Is a tombstone pile driver a pile driver?" So it's in the name, you fucking prick. <laughs> what the fuck's sake? I was in It's death top the head impacts the, <clears throat> and it's between your legs. So I think that's like, yes. yeah, that right. Is. Why would you want to get overly sort of, you know? Oh, it's just really sort of like uh, there was somebody who'd like to uh, to argue. A lot. Oh, really? Yes. 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 Yeah. You have to be on par. Sorry. You have to be on par. You have to be on par. Yeah. There we go. Banter. Yeah. Oh, this is another one I watched. I've kind of gone back to uh, WCWA because I saw this and I remembered the um, WrestleMania eight match Flair Savage. You know these guys chemistry. This is going to be awesome. This was WCW Bash at the Beach '95, uh, Savage versus Flair uh, in a lifeguard match. A lifeguard uh, match. It's basically a lumberjack That's match, what? but just, <laughs> instead of zombies or lumberjacks, uh, you know we've got people in shorts and Bermuda shorts, and shirts, and kind of like not even lifeguards. To be fair, they kind of made a thing about it that they, the cast of Baywatch were walking around at the time as well. You kind of saw them walking around, you know, the kind of like, what WCW like was at that point, you know, anything to cross-promote. 
So yeah, they kind of had a. It looked awesome though, man. To be fair, the set was like it was just a, a wrestling ring on a beach. <laughs> if you've ever seen the Bash at Beaches uh, that WCW did, um, the first time I've seen it, I was like, that'd be awesome. You know, as a wrestler, you literally go out, you stood in the ring, you just see this awesome ocean, about <laughs> hundred yards away from you, uh, and then just having a match, and it's it's Flair and Savage at the end of the day. It's a good match. <clears throat> the Lumberjacks, um, the notable Lumberjacks would be Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I want to say the Nasty Boys were there and Arn Anderson was there. They made a big point about Arn being one of the Lumberjacks. Um, they're like, oh, it's Flair's best mate. This isn't fair. Um, so you've got, you got your back and forths. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good state. It's nowhere near as good as the WrestleMania 8 match. Um, this is kind of Flair, WCW, I think when he's starting to lose his confidence, he's starting to lose his woo a little bit. Um, it's a well, they've kind of said, you know, at certain times he's just a shell of himself by the time, you know, by the end of his running WCW. Um, but the end, at, at the end, Don Anderson comes in, hits the DDT, uh, Matchman pops up, and blah, 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 normal spots, air flare off the top turnbuckle, um, elbow drop, one, two, three, done and dusted. Um, in the build up to this, though, they did point out that Flair attacked Savage's dad. Um, I can't remember his dad's first name for the life of me, but Lanny Pofo. Lanny Pofo, that's it. Or is that uh, his brother? That might be his brother. Oh, Lanny's a genius, isn't he? Yeah. Um, oh, Pofo Senior. They, they attacked Pofo Senior, uh, and he's actually in the audience. It's like, oh, crap, that's my man's dad. Um, and again, for some reason, I was kind of thought because Savage looks really old. He's one of those guys, unfortunately, that's always looked old. Yeah. Um, I just kind of figured his dad would be, you know, gone. Uh, it's like, oh, shit, no, Savage's dad. Um, and it's just, so you've always kind of got that emotional, I don't know, if he's not messing with Elizabeth, he's messing with, like, Savage's dad. It's like, Flair's just a git. If I was Savage, I'd just stay away from him. I just want nothing to do with that man. It's Angelo Pofo. Angelo Pofo, that's it. Um, obviously, yeah, Lanny's the, the genius, wasn't he, in WWE? Yes. Um, Apparently so, he could suck his own dick. Oh really? Wow! <laughs> yeah, two two <laughs> vertebrae taken out of his back. He could suck his oh, own. Dick. <laughs> Unless that's one wow. of those internet rumours. So <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those situations. This has got to be one of the worst sidebars ever, but it's got to be addressed. Um, if you was him, you'd be like, "Awesome! There's a mouth around my dick." <laughs> and on the flip side, you'd be like, oh, there's a dick in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the plus? <laughs> wow. um, so anyway, yeah, that's, that's probably the worst sidebar we've ever tangent off onto. Um, but leave your thoughts in the comments. Yes. Would, think, would it be a bad thing? Who knows? Um, but yeah, Lanny was there. Um, again, though, I don't know if it's like Chinese whispers or... I heard Savage broke his ribs a few times delivering that elbow drop. Just I don't know certain matches in particular, but at certain points he's hit the elbow drop so hard he's literally cracked his ribs on like you know the opponent's chest. I'm just like, damn! And he still goes off and does it kind of thing. You know, it's just that's me again. Is that's old school mentality, man? That's kind of like you know I mean, he's doing this move. Potentially, he's banging up his own ribs doing it. Yeah. 
it's it's just him being hard as friggin' nails. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> it's you do that shit day in, day out, you build up a, a tolerance for it, you can absorb the pain. Uh you just don't notice the fucking the cracks in the armor and stuff. I mean, fucking old boots. I think not, obviously neither of us have touched on this, but it's got to be like obviously an honourable mention of the, you know the mega powers the sword, oh, yeah. from WrestleMania four to WrestleMania five. Um, again, I, I joked earlier about your long term storytelling, uh, but that seems to be key for Savage Man. You know, everything he did kind of seemed to go on, um, but in a really good way. <coughs> Whether it was just because it was really well written, uh, because him and his supporting you know cast were just that good to kept people's interests, uh, but there was always eyes on him kind of thing, and they always kind of want to see how it played out. I don't think anybody at any point would have ever got bored, you know, of these storylines. They just didn't allow you to. I, th- uh, I think yeah. also because because it wasn't weekly TV, um, yeah. y- you might have had the odds. I think it was even before um superstars superstars of wrestling was like 91 and all that um mega power stuff was before that so what you had you you might have had like wrestling challenge um sorry like main event maybe saturday night's main event as well yeah and then the the pay-per-views as well so there was spaced out the storylines, um, especially the, the Mega Powers one, because it was that was long term, because that started a year hence. I think that was at WrestleMania four, possibly, yeah, or five, five, yeah, because it was just five. And then it, no, no, it, it WrestleMania four was when Savage won the, the championship, right, um, with the help of Hogan. Sort of, so like it kind of started there because it was like Hogan interfering, um, interfered in a, in a good way, which made help, um, uh, Savage win the, the belt. But Savage was just like, huh? uh, What are you fucking doing? So, stealing my seeds were, pl- yes, exactly, fucking hot dogging and grandstanding, <laughs> hot dogging and grandstanding. So, uh, the, the seeds were planted there. And then you've got the TV, which could have been Wrestling Challenge, and then Saturday Night's Main Event, uh, maybe a bizarre friggin' squash show. But I think um, Superstars would have been weekly, hence a year after that. So that when it came to WrestleMania 5, when the Mega Powers did explode and all that, um, <coughs> all the stories had been. Um, the story had been told and everything had been laid out from four to five. And it was compelling because there wasn't weekly TV. Shoved down your throat. I watched, uh, one of the ones I did watch, I didn't talk about was, I want to say Survivor Series 88 or 89. It was the Survivor Series between WrestleMania 4 and WrestleMania 5 because the mega powers were enforced by this point. So I saw it in November. Say Mania was in April. Five months later, the Mega Powers were enforced. Batman was wearing yellow trunks and yellow boots. Um, and this was the match that kind of planted the seeds for the for the destruction, basically. Uh, it started off with Survivor Series match. It was Savage, Hogan, Herc, and Coco Beware. 
versus the Red Rooster, Akeem, Big Boss Man, and Ted DiBiase. And it just, oh, and Haku, uh, Haku was in there as well. It must have been a five on five. I can't remember who the fifth person was on Team Hogan, but everything's going on, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, but it ends up with Hogan's handcuffed to the ropes, Slick's teasing him with the keys, Bossman's handcuffed him, Savage is getting beat down by Akeem and Bossman and Aku. Um, DQ for Bossman and Akeem, they have to go, Aku's left, um, Haku, sorry, and by this point, Savage is just on his last legs, he's reaching for the tag, but Hogan's not there because he's handcuffed to the other side of the rope, uh, and then uh, Slick gets knocked out, Elizabeth picks his pocket, gets the key, unlocks Hogan, runs around, tags in, blah, 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 blah. Everything's good. Mass celebrations <coughs> in the ring. Elizabeth comes running in. Hogan picks up Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that, blah, blah, blah. And then puts her down. She goes to see Savage. And literally, they must be like celebrating for a couple of minutes. And just again, the look, it's just the authenticity yeah. of Savage sells this. Like his eyes are just like, like they're celebrating, like holding the hands up, but he's he's, he's not stopping looking at Hogan. And then he looks at the audience, like, "Tell me, I just didn't see what I just think I saw." Uh, and but yeah, his eyes, man, they just sell it. And that was obviously the the downward spiral there. From there, where the the, the paranoia would build up, or the jealousy, or you know, again, stuff that we've come to find out that potentially was you know Randy's personal demons in real life. You know, that's from stories that we've heard. Uh, lots of folks on the negatives and stuff, but the dude sounded like at some point, yeah, he had issues, you know, um, especially with with Elizabeth kind of thing. But probably known wrestlers as as wrestlers are, you know, the the, the twats. I won't trust him around, you know, my woman kind of thing. That was his logic. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was again long term storytelling. Though you had the mega powers, uh, then you had the Jake's, you know, the Jake the Snake storyline, which went off for well over a year. I would yeah. presume, and then you have the Mick Flair one. Um, everything he was involved in, like obviously the whole uh, when he had Martell as his, as his, as his like as his manager. Uh, you know, she corrupted him. He was off on the dark side, and then he got that beat down. Who I'm really hoping somebody comments and lets me know who he was fighting at this time. Um, it might have even been Dusty Rhodes, you know, because I'm thinking they were involved potentially in a feud with them at that point. It could have been Dusty. He could have been the face he was he was fighting. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously Sherry's beating him down. Elizabeth comes out. <laughs> it's just... Um, it's another thing that gets me, man, when we're watching these old-school pay-per-views is the audience. You know, as, as smart as we all are now and not in the internet and stuff like that, you go back, man, and you see this audience. They're buying into everything 100%. It is yeah. real. And you know <laughs> what? Like, I miss that. Kind of thing because I'm at that age where I still remember it like as a kid, but obviously as you get older, you know, blah blah blah. But these are grown adults, man. These are adults that you know the majority of a hundred percent. There's always going to be people who kind of figured it out. These people, man, for the, you know, for the best part, they're just a hundred percent involved. And I think Savage had the best storylines to get the audience, you know, in like that. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, obviously, Jake the Snake and Snake Bite. Um, yeah, sorry, man. I just kind of ran off on a bit of a tangent there because I'm just kind of for uh, appreciation. Um, so, have you any other savage moments? Where would you rank him, man, in your top five? 
I'm going to start asking this on the appreciation on Spotify. <clears throat> uh, in my top 10. Oh, not top be... 5? No. Top... Just outside top 5. Just outside. Just outside. Just outside. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, well, he's in mine. I think at some point he's going on. I'm having the Mount Rushmore of tattoos of wrestlers tattooed onto my leg at some point. I've already got Austin on there. The Savage has already been sent off to be drawn up and sketched by my tattooist, so I will be getting the Savage tattoo at some point. Um, Austin wants to finish the Joker pieces. Um, yeah, man, he's top five. Because I put this on Twitter yesterday. Um, if you're scoring people's promo works and skill work out of ten, I think there's not oh, very. Shit. You know what I mean? There's not, there's not many people who get a 10 across the board for uh, and promos. Yeah. I think yeah. Savage Man has got to be one of those guys that's got a 10 in both. I'd say so. I mean, for that reason, he now gets bumped up to my top five. Yes! His promos <laughs> were absolutely fire. They were on point. He could talk. He could wrestle as well. He's a bone fiery star, so or, or was so, yeah. There's no reason why he couldn't be in the top five. This is my smug face. <laughs> I don't show it very often, but it's in my smug face. Uh, but yeah, man, that's it it's for me. He's a 10 on 10, so for that reason, that's that's always been my logic kind of thing. Um, but it's not always the key thing, you know. Sometimes people get into a top five because of a, a connection kind of thing. It's yeah. not always, you know, the 10 and the 10 kind of thing. But I think with Savage, it was just, yeah, it's flat across the board, man. You connected with him, you cared for him, he pulled on, you know, he got your emotions going. Um, and he just, yeah, he was, I don't think he had a weak link in his game. And for that reason, I just think he's, he's got to go down as being, uh, you know, one of the greatest of all time. Certainly, definitely one of the best of all time. Definitely. Good man, and that's my job here is done. I kind of feel like Judy, my son just won a court case. <coughs> I still uh, remember right. what that bloody match was. <laughs> uh, God. Randy Savage with Sherry versus Blank. It's a really fucking good match as well. It might be some, it might be like. Um, Dusty Rhodes. I, I, I thought it might be. Was it not Dusty? It not could be Dusty Rhodes. That's what I was saying. Um, they were having a feud at that time, weren't they? Because with the Sapphire match. It could very well have been. I'm thinking it may be um, El Matador Tito Santana as well. Oh, yeah. It's probably more, more likely to be Dusty Rose. Uh, but, I, but it's the ending that's really, really, really good. As I say, when Savage loses, Sherry goes off it, starts laying in boots, and then uh, Sherry jumps the guardrail, yeah, Sherry Liz jumps the guardrail, gets Sherry off, throws her out the ring. Savage just recovers it. It's like, oh, it's you. And they have an embrace. And then there's people crying in the front row. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's so what I mean. That <laughs> whole thing at that point, man, that's what Savage did. That's what Elizabeth and Savage did. Like the whole, yeah. that's why the flare angle works so well as well. When it was like trying to besmirch Elizabeth, man, it's like, how can you besmirch Elizabeth? I can even threaten to show you like moody pics of Elizabeth. She's like, she's a lady for God's sake. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just all worked out so well. Um, and I think that's just 
again, I'm looking back at it potentially, well, we're not, cause we've just watched the matches. The matches are still awesome. It's not like we're looking back on, on them with nostalgia kind of thing. We actually sit here and watch the matches before talking about them. It's like, actually, you know what? If they were shit, I'd, you know, I'd say they were shit, but the storyline was great. But they, they aren't. They're as good as we remember them for the best part. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the awesomeness of Savage. And I'm going to stop myself before I go off on a tangent again about how awesome he is and uh, find out that I've got some weird romance. Um, so, Mr. Palmer, uh, plug your socials, man. Where can we find you? I am on Twitter, at Yardy316. Uh, I'm sometimes on Facebook when I'm not being banned. <laughs> I have 10 days left of Facebook jail. So... Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be a kipper skipper. I'll be back for breakfast. I'll be a kipper. I'll be back for breakfast. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on IG as well, but uh, I don't know what my IG handle is. So. I want to say Paranorm or something like that. Ah, uh, Palmeroid. Palmeroid, that's it. Yes, that is it. Yes. Not Hammeroid. Hammeroid. No, 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 no. Hammeroid. <laughs> it may be a pain in the ass to some people. <laughs> <laughs> No, never, never. Uh, right, so we will bid you adieu. Um, so thank you for you know uh, giving us a listen, dude. Thank you so much as usual for for joining me and uh, listening to me ramble on a bit more than normal this time because yeah, apparently I just I was really enthusiastic about this one. So um, thank you. Uh, obviously, join us on Facebook at Work the Left Side. Come join the group, share it. Um, I think the poll's still going on for the next episode of the Underground, uh, obviously the new retro pay-per-view show in town. Uh, go vote for what you want to see. And these guys will be announcing when the next episode is coming. And you can follow me on Twitter, not at work left, because that's still suspended. Uh, apparently me and Ryan just get suspended or put in jail all the time. So he's a Facebook baddie. I'm a Twitter baddie. And you can find me at pencil underscore dash tree on Twitter. Um, and then, yeah, on Instagram, WTLS. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So we will say adios, uh, namaste, and every other language I don't speak. So, yeah, see you later. Bye-bye.